0: Welcome to Antimatter Pod, a Star Trek podcast where we discuss fashion, feminism, subtext and subspace hosted by Annika and Liz. This week we're discussing Star Trek Discovery's penultimate episode of season 3, There is a Tide. Dot dot dot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back <laughs> and happy new year.
0: Yes, happy new year. It's already the future for you, but it's still the day of for me. Uh,
1: 2021 is sunny, warm, a bit humid. Uh, I went to the shops yesterday and they were not crowded. I was going to go to the cinema, but then we have a little bit of an outbreak of a certain virus that we did not leave in 2020. So I've decided to like put off the cinema for another week and see what happens.
0: All right, I'm I'm not sure I'll ever go to the movies again. but we'll see
1: (laughs) well it is just so nice to have you back
0: yes thank you and thank you for uh to Fran for stepping in for me she did a great job I think we should have her on more often yeah maybe it was
1: five minutes with Fran
0: (laughs) (laughs) it was a lot of fun listening to so
1: oh good I was
0: I enjoyed it I
1: remember when I couldn't do episode one of this season and you were like, so do you want me to get someone else or should we just not not record? And I was like, no, no, definitely not record. We'll just do two episodes at once. And then you said the same thing to me. And I was like, oh, no, we can replace you. So I'm very (laughs) sorry. I only realized I did that afterwards.
0: (laughs) I mean, I think it's different because the beginning of the season is different from the middle of the season, like the end, basically. And especially when the beginning of, like, the first two episodes were sort of two halves of a whole.
1: Yeah. So it was okay to
0: do them both at once. I
1: very much didn't want to miss out talking about Terra Firma Part 2.
0: Absolutely. No one would.
1: No. Uh, Anyway, There is a Tide is a diehard episode, which means we have to ask, is it a Christmas episode?
0: I was so, I was like, I wish this had, had premiered the week before. I wish uh, they were one one week difference so that it could, in fact, be the Christmas episode.
1: That would have been just great. And watching it last night, my flatmate said, it's so great to see Die Hard homage where the John McClane figure actually gets injured. Yes. Not that, not that I want to see Michael getting stabbed and then cauterizing her wound with a phaser, but uh, it really highlighted her vulnerability.
0: I mean, I, I love uh, the first Die Hard and they fourth Die Hard, Mm -hmm. and the third is okay. I've never seen two and I refuse (laughs) to see five. So I I have a lot of Die Hard feelings apparently. But (laughs) but the fourth, I love it, but it is completely over the top ridiculous. There is no chance any of those people would still be alive after anything that happens. (laughs) So I agree with your (laughs)
1: flatmates. (laughs) I feel like it was a really great balance between Michael as John McClane and the bridge crew as hostages. And they actually had personalities and got to do things and it felt really organic. And then there's a whole subplot that is literally just two guest stars in a room talking to each other about politics.
0: It was amazing. It was amazing. (laughs) Every time we went back to them and it wasn't like – a two second exchange. Yeah. But they were actually like having the whole discussion and there was there was paperwork. There I was like, this is this is everything I ever wanted out of my political side trick. So I, I was know. very, very excited. And the amazing
1: thing is that in re-watching it I was never bored. Because this is such a talky subplot, but everything else is sort of action, action, action and quite heavy character stuff. And uh yeah. Talk, 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 talk. I love it.
0: It was so good. And it was, it rounded out both characters. Like, both Osira and Admiral Vance leveled up in characterization.
1: Yeah. Especially...
0: Because they got to talk to each other sort of on an on a equal scale without all of the other people involved, mm. without our preconceived notions because they were guest stars, they were new. Yes. So we didn't have, like, this idea of how they were supposed to act.
1: Yes, and even though Asira is very much a character who performs for an audience, even if that audience is just a, a lie-detection hollow, the difference between her interactions with Vance and her interactions with everyone else was really mm-hmm. striking. And then we have her scenes with Aurelio, which add a whole different facet to her character, and it was just great. I I think I said last week that I don't really need a Sarah to be interesting because she's a space pirate queen and that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it turns mm-hmm. out she is also interesting.
0: I wanted to say one thing when I heard you say that last week. Mm. It wasn't one of the things that made me literally pull my car over to the side of the road in order to text you. But <laughs> <laughs> one of the thoughts I had that wasn't quite that level was that the, the space pirate queen, you know, sort of... Let you know, leather clad and putting always putting on a show is a character in how much for just the planet? Of course, <laughs> and I was like, we totally we were we were there on the bottom floor of this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was so it was goodness. good. <laughs> <laughs> so you should link to that episode, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and, but yeah, I I was amazed. I already enjoyed Osira, but she did she didn't she wasn't important to me she was just fun hmm. and this episode i was i liked her so much that i was disappointed in where it went No, <laughs> which-, sorry. which is like the best compliment i can give <laughs> to any character really <laughs> Right, right,
1: because it makes perfect, like, I completely believe that she is sincere about wanting to ally the Emerald Chain with the Federation. And I think that she has some unadmirable motivations in terms of wanting the Federation to legitimise their capitalism. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But at the same time, I think her concern for the citizens of the Emerald Chain is genuine. But then you get to the bit where she just cannot and will not turn herself into any sort of justice that right. felt like a very realistic flaw to me and i really really enjoyed it also yeah exactly she has a blind spot where it comes to aurelio who she's obviously intending to promote as the respectable face of the emerald chain and i don't think she was intentionally thinking of him as someone she could manipulate but i also think mm. there's a lot of manipulation in their relationship
0: right that it's that it's she's convinced herself that it's not there but she it's still there and it's still like uh like subconsciously she knows it
1: yeah yeah and i really like that it's complicated it's interesting it's messy i Came out of the episode the first time I watched it, quite convinced that Aurelio's partner would turn out to be Osyraa. And I really Mm. like the idea that you can be a pirate queen and still have a family. Like, never let anyone tell you that women can't have it all. I'm not so sure on my second viewing because she addresses him as old friend, which isn't very partnerish, And also mm -hmm. Stamets refers to him having a partner. And I just – I know that's coming from an outsider who doesn't know Aurelio, but I don't usually see partner – in American stuff referring to straight people. So yeah. we, it could turn out that Aurelio has a husband. Which is nice. Which is nice. But I'm going to be sad because I do kind of ship him and Osara.
0: Oh see. I ship Osaira with Vance. I mean obviously. <laughs> but <laughs> but I would I would only want it to happen in the like split off alternate universes, like either the one where she's a little bit less of a despot, mm-hmm. or he is a little bit more willing to compromise his morals. <laughs> like, yeah. either way would work. <laughs> like, it would be, they would be such a power couple in that, you know, middle universe where mm. everything works out.
1: <laughs> Consider this one. Arranged political
0: marriage. Exactly! It would be so good. It, like... This beginning of, of the new empire with these two, mm. it would be so good. I'm super into it. I I don't want it for Star Trek. I don't want it for Discovery. I don't want it for the story that's being told.
1: No, but for fic purposes. But I totally I, want it. Yeah, totally happy to go there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really but, enjoyed and- Yes, go on. No, and so, and in this version, uh, they, you know, in the version where she does allow herself to be put on trial and and held responsible, the way he really, like, I believed him when he said, I will protect you yes. from, you know, I won't let them kill you or, or lock you up for the rest of your life. Like, I will make sure that you get a Federation version of, of these, you know, uh, of good, uh, yeah. of justice, you know that a so
1: federation jail,
0: yeah, you know, like you'll you'll be rehabilitated. It'll be cool. You will love um, it, and like you know, and obviously she wouldn't, and it w- She would be compromising her morals, and like I, I understand why she doesn't want to do it. But uh, again, there is a, a brighter universe where she trusts him, and that becomes a really great relationship too. So,
1: she really does feel a bit like. Giorgio 2.0 in terms of the things that she genuinely cares about and the lines that she won't cross and I still think that her costuming presents her as sort of a cheap knockoff of Georgiou but it also mm-hmm. highlights the uh, the facts that even she doesn't have access to the luxuries of the Federation and amazing replicated leather outfits that I'm sure Georgiou had a wardrobe of Mm. Maybe, maybe while she's in control of discovery, she can raid JoJo's wardrobe.
0: <laughs> okay, so that's another fic that someone should write, or a series of, of, of super sketches. fun, or like little little art, yeah, you know, like
1: yeah.
0: A, a web comic. <laughs> 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 like, I'm constantly giving people things to do, but. <sighs> But well, you can't do it all yourself. That would be unreasonable. <laughs> no. It's too much. I have so many things. I'm so behind. Like <laughs> it's it's January first. I'm already so behind in 2021. But <laughs> That's just life. That is indeed.
1: <laughs> I really enjoyed how the bridge crew got to do things and got to interact, and it felt like a natural part of the story. And mm-hmm. you know, Bryce and and Reese got to basically be dickheads for a purpose which I love because I don't I don't dislike the bridge crew I just don't care about them as much as I think the show thinks I should and I was very interested to notice that Nilsen has been absent for the last two episodes
0: yeah I'm Um, confused my brother noticed before I did yeah and I just I was sort of like what are you what are you talking about and then this episode I sort of had that in the back of my mind and I was watching it and mm. I was like wow that is a totally different person who is doing like saying all the lines that Nielsen would have and, and... I looked her up and her, her name is Lieutenant Ina and she's played by the same actress who like plays the weird headed alien octopus and octopus head Osnullis. so it's like I don't you know she's a an extra who gets a lot of roles and so she's like always working but in the background you She's one of those you're not supposed to notice. Her people, yeah. So it's weird that she's suddenly like not prominent, but as as prominent as Nielsen was, which is annoyingly prominent.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's not that I dislike Nielsen. I I I keep saying this about the Bridge Crew as if I have to justify it, but I feel like she is so bizarrely prominent yet devoid of personality. Exactly, out of a push to have a conventionally pretty, blonde, thin, white woman front and center there's a- and so i sort of I... resent that for that resent her for that which is maybe mm. irrational but there you go
0: right, and so now we have like a, the brunette version and i'm just I, I i'm confused and i but i will admit i spent the entire episode expecting her to die yeah because that's what happened with arium <laughs> and so i was like okay <laughs> this this is like another let's throw her to the wolves mm, replacement mm. character and I don't like I again I have nothing against the actress who plays Nielsen no at all like she's fine I do I, it's just that weird lieutenant
1: Ina got more personality into in one line than <laughs> Nielsen has had in two seasons
0: it's so just I'm just I have to assume that maybe
1: it. Sarah Mitich mitich Mitchy however you pronounce her surname I assume that the actress who plays Nilsson was sick or something and they decided to pull someone in from their existing ensemble to take her place
0: yeah but uh, it's but it's because it's the bridge crew and because he specifically has the bridge crew like he says I'm keeping the she says I'm keeping the bridge crew yeah like so it's like okay except you 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 have this random person <laughs> who is not a part of the bridge crew and you're missing the other random person who is a part of the bridge crew. <laughs> Consistency so- please. <laughs> so I mean I don't expect Osira to know who the bridge crew is but because it never came up I'm just sitting here going what is going on there has to be like a uh, behind the scenes explanation for this and mm. but it was so distracting I would rather that they just give you know in his slash Nielsen's two lines to another random bridge crew member. Like Owo or Dana. And have her be missing. Like it, yeah, it would have been yeah. okay. Yeah. Owo never gets a talk. She's she she's so sidelined.
1: Right, which is really annoying to me because she's the one who's she, she's the other black woman in this show. Anyway, I just feel like I'm being gaslit when it comes to the bridge crew. Like, (laughs) we're told that they're important and we're shown they're important, but I don't believe it.
0: Yeah, there's something just weird. There's something, there's something strange about how it's being done. Mm. And I don't, this, this season has been both, both worse and better. It's worse because they're so oddly prominent that I want to understand but it's better because at least they're not becoming prominent and then immediately leaving. Like, right. That's that's worse. But this isn't quite, like, this is is still not quite too good. <laughs> so, did... I, don't know, I mean, maybe I should just not worry about it. I'm trying like, not to worry go, about it. let it go, put but... it in the background, don't care. But it's hard. It's hard when it's they hard are... It's hard
1: because they're so prominent. Anyway... I loved the scene where they took the armory and it reminded me of the bit in terra firma where the same people are all fighting each other as per their factions and that sort of foreshadowed this where they're fighting as a unit and they're really effective and great and you know Tilly has two phases and I was like oh Mira Lorca would be so proud of these nerds (laughs) and how he conditioned them to be soldiers he's an awful person (laughs) but I'm really happy for him
0: but he did good (laughs) accidentally he he accidentally did good training them how to get rid of people like him
1: (laughs) i feel like zara has been brought back purely because we need someone worse than osara to hate
0: yeah i don't care about him at all i i wanted to punch him in the face the entire
1: time yeah like in his first appearance, it was cool and interesting to have basically a sexist asshole dealing with Tilly. And now I'm like, you are not even dirt beneath her lovely boot and you can and, just get out of her face.
0: And it was just the way that he and Osira both talked about Tilly like she was nothing. Mm. Like like she didn't give them a run for her, their money at all. And they just completely disrespected Like her, uh, not just as a captain, but like as a person.
1: (laughs) It's kind of like, you do expect the bad guys to be bad guys, but disrespecting Tilly, I mean, that's a line I cannot cross.
0: It was, it was just, it was so, again, I just wanted to to punch him because Mm. I I wasn't going to punch Osira, but I did want to punch him. He was very punchable. Yes. I did like that Vance didn't didn't disrespect silly did he didn't jump in with oh yeah oh yeah you know like he was like you're playing a game and i know that you're playing a game you're you're being you know you're doing the mean girl taunting thing and i'm Mm. not playing yeah no i'm just gonna gonna i'm gonna completely ignore that and, and move on to the next thing that you're saying instead yeah again i just i i already liked vance but this episode he really shone
1: I really worried that they're going to kill him next week, and I'm just going to be so sad. Obviously, he's no I cat, but I, I cannot lose another admiral. I can't,
0: I can't even handle it. I andorian died.
1: I know a horrible I'm really death. Sorry, I I did not so... expect him to die, and I gasped, and I immediately thought of you.
0: Well, so it was the thumbnail on uh, on yeah. CBSL access. He was the thumbnail, and I was like, I ha- I got the same exact feeling in my chest that I uh, did when um Kat I forget what she said but she said something like I'll handle it and I was like oh god yeah <laughs> this, I know exactly how this ends and that's they say I had the same feeling I was like I know like every time and yeah it was like he got to a point where it seemed like he was gonna he was gonna make it yes that there were there were these last-ditch efforts and it, he was just going to be, like, in the... He was going to make it one more episode. Maybe he'll die next episode, but he was going to make it out <laughs> of this one. And it was so sudden. Like, I really don't like the future... The future weapons freak me out. They are because... a
1: bit scary in a way. You know, we take phases for granted but these are full-on scary.
0: Yeah. So So I was distraught on many levels Mm. but that and but I again you know I really enjoyed this episode but as soon as that happened I shut off and I was like I I oh I don't care anymore (laughs) um so yeah they gotta stop doing that to me like I and I I don't I don't think that you shouldn't have death in in fiction like I don't think that that Everything has to be sanitized or something, but, and this at least he did serve a purpose for the storyline. Like Cat just really did not. Okay, (laughs) like Cat was just not supposed to die.
1: After Kat died, I basically came up with a list of... Basically my personal list of rules for killing a character. And it's, does it serve their arc? Does it serve the overall plot? If they're a supporting right. character, does it serve the main character's arc? And mm-hmm. for all of these all of these uh, questions, Kat failed. Whereas, at least with Rin, it was the culmination of his story. Right. And he made he finally found the strength to make a heroic choice mm-hmm. and that's that's fantastic it's just also really sad and i was like he's standing he's sitting next to tilly because he loves her i know and she's right they had a, a moment and... yeah i really hope they bring noah back because i really like him as an actor and he seems like a really fun person and you don't often get this with actors who are married to each other but he has real chemistry on screen with mary wiseman yes yes and also i like their cat
0: and he's so fun in the in the like he he was he's very active on twitter and and really like gets into it and is so excitable and i'm just like oh you're adorable so No, Um, he seems really cool,
1: he appears on, you know, small-scale fan-ish podcasts and YouTube channels, and he seems, he is a nerd, and he was into Star Trek as a kid, and he just seems like a really fun actor, and I realise that alone is not enough to say someone should be added to a series cast, but what if they add him (laughs) to the cast? Like, they all have to be in bubbles to film season four, he's probably in Mary Wiseman's bubble anyway.
0: There you go. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, guys.
0: But yeah, so I was really sad because I really, I really liked Dorian I really, no. um, I really liked his broken antenna. Like mm. his whole thing was was my kind of guy. So I was, I'm, I'm sad. No, <laughs> but I, completely I will. Understand. I will let it go. Mm. Um, but if they kill Vance now, I'm like, I'm just, I'm really, I can't take much more of this like honestly i can't (laughs) so we gotta stop
1: i feel like oded far has contributed so much to this season and is so much the face of the 32nd century that it would be a mistake to kill him on the other hand i said that about cat too and look how that ended up i mean really Uh, he, he he has what you've described here as we are Starfleet crossed out the Federation moment. <laughs> and uh, I think, I, think uh, I really agree and I like that. And I like that Vance struggles with the abstract ideals of the Federation versus yeah. reality and seems to worry that he's not good enough or too pragmatic or do- he doesn't even seem to have much experience of the world outside the Federation bubble. And these are interesting, which flaws I believe. I,
0: I mean, yeah. Remember the first Federation guy we met in the first episode, oh. who like literally had never seen another person in me? like he was raised by Starfleet people who were like Starfleet is great, um, but so so even though Vance's bubble is bigger, he's still very isolated. Yeah. It, so like the the Emerald Chain Alliance. Would widen, you know. It's so much. Like it would be a good thing. But at what and,
1: cost? Capitalism but at what cost? And
0: capitalism. And, and you no, know, I know. But he, like, he really struggled with that, and I really liked that because that's mm. what I want to see. I want to see the the struggle. I I don't want the Federation to just assume they're better. Like that's why. That's my whole we are yeah. Starfleet issue. Is that. You, you can't just decide your Starfleet. You actually have to, that has to mean something. And he was thinking about what does it, what does the Federation mean? How yes. far am I willing to compromise?
1: And he even talks about wanting to learn from the Emerald Chain. And I think he's laying it on a bit thick when he talks about their great society, though I feel like that's <laughs> a political illusion that I have yet to look up. But it's a position of... Um, cultural humility that we don't that the federation gives a lot of lip service to but you would never mm-hmm. hear cisco talking about wanting to learn from the ferengi's great society
0: right and yeah i don't want obviously i don't want capitalism <laughs> at all no so so, so i uh, i i support his decision but uh, I wish yes. for that, That I wish that, that she could have bent a little and that he could have caught her and mm. it would have been, I, I wish for that ending. Because, you know, I sit here in my broken society and it feels very similar in that you you want people to compromise because if they don't compromise, then literally nothing gets done and you get stuck with the worst people getting their way all the time right because they can like that's how we ended up with trump and mitch mcconnell and the disaster that we are living in right now Uh, uh, and it's it's, how we ended up with biden the worst of the best so
1: and it's also like, um, yes capitalism is bad but at least if the emerald chain and the federation entered that alliance and everything went as it's as is promised on paper, which is never Mm -hmm. guaranteed, it would become more ethical capitalism. Right. And they could work on that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the Federation gets a little bit capitalist, but at the same time, the chain gets a little bit more utopian.
0: Yeah. And I liked liked the idea that, you know, she said, okay, give me 15 years to to get rid of my labor camps. And I was like, yeah, I want the labor camps to be gone immediately. Like, Mm. I get why... But at the same time, it's like thinking about Game of Thrones and how Daenerys just got rid of slavery, and then everybody like banded together to get rid of her so they could get it back.
1: Right, you do it's need like, an exit. There strategy. has to
0: be a transition. <laughs> like something has to happen. You can't. It's like for a for a, a better answer. Mm. It's also like, uh, um... there's there's this whole coal fight. Here, yes, you know, should we, we, should we use coal? Yes, but there's a whole we, bunch we of people who literally only thing. know how to mine coal and, like, their entire, us uh, their, their town is based on people working in the coal mines.
1: Right. And if you just ban coal outright, how are those Everybody people going to Everybody fails. Yeah.
0: yeah. So yeah. You, you have to have a... A plan for we are going to come into your to your town and we are going to teach you how to do this other thing and we are not going to leave until everybody knows how and we're all going to help you and if you you know if you absolutely can't do this then we're going to find something else so we're not going to let you we're not going to just drop you yeah. and ignore you and say oh well you know learn something i
1: thought Asira's 15 year deadline was for her withdrawal from pre-warp civilizations but it's the same thing. If you just pull out and leave them, then you've destroyed their society and you're also leaving them with nothing but chaos. And uh, yeah, that's, that's bad.
0: Don't do that, guys.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I think the, the 20th century is full of examples of how swooping in, changing a society, and then leaving just as suddenly is not great.
0: So it was, very, it was super interesting. It was like really fun stuff for me. All these big questions that mm-hmm. I'm always complaining about in all of my giant fandoms.
1: It felt like the Star Trek West Wing series were always demanding.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Although
1: I have to admit this discovery that Asaira is a minister and they have some sort of uh, uh, government and it may in fact be a democracy, I just... <laughs> we have gone a whole season and we could have been having emerald chain space politics and <laughs> what the hell guys, you've got a dictionary. What? You can come up with more words for green. And-
0: yeah. There was a, there was another, this again, I liked Asira, but I, she was literally just the pirate queen until this episode. And then she was, mm. she was like, Hey, I have like a vision and I have a plan and, and I have people behind me and I have like, I'm not just one lady with a giant ship. Hmm. <laughs> You know, I'm not just like a, a Thrawn with the with one remaining star destroyer. I'm actually like the the First Order. <laughs> it, it
1: was. So it did feel very odd, but I just finished watching the first two seasons of Narcos, which is not a good show. It has real problems <laughs> with the idea that women are people, and apparently the two guys, like the two DEA agents, who are based on who are real people, the main characters were mm. based on, they were words. I'm a podcaster. But those guys were really happy with their portrayal in the series and I'm like, you think that made you look good? So I strongly recommend skipping Narcos but it was interesting how Pablo Escobar goes from a small-scale smuggler to a large-scale cocaine dealer to one of the richest men in the world to the point where he really does have a private army and he gets elected into politics briefly and He is this close to being a legitimate figure. And I feel Mm. like that's sort of a Like Mm -hmm. she thinks of herself as this great politician, but she's actually just a pirate queen.
0: Yeah. She's actually just a pirate queen. But she has that. She has bigger ambitions, but that that's the She was smart enough to save her scientists, you know? It's like she she sees the value in things. That other people might not see which is she's an orion woman and so
1: yeah yeah there's
0: a lot there's a lot there (laughs) uh so i like the idea of this person who is is trying to work within the system that she exists within and and uh expand it and take it over and and change it to be better for her like that that's a cool thing for the Orion slave girl to become.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's also it's also very sad that she, you know, the the slave girl stereotype becomes a slave master, but mm-hmm. it does make sense that you know, the society that she lives in and the deprivation of the world post-Burn. And someone right. pointed out that Orion's can live up to 150 years. So we... She may be old enough to remember the time before the Burn.
0: Mm. Or
1: at least old enough to remember the collapse in its wake.
0: Mm-hmm. So... so yeah,
1: I, I don't think she's right, but I think she's interesting. And I do think she has a point that with the Federation outposts so isolated, they are dealing with a chain, and that does need to be acknowledged, if not endorsed. Right. Also, there was way too much information about how the replicators work. Like, I know we always suspected, but I didn't need to know.
0: I didn't need to know. And, no. Yep.
1: Like, the, the look on osiris face as she like pulls the piece of apple out of her (laughs) mouth that is me whenever i eat an apple but particularly at that moment
0: it was just yeah nope nope no and it's sort of yeah of course but also gross (laughs) and don't tell us
1: yeah please don't talk about it guys come on leave us with our illusions (sighs) Uh,
0: but that does explain uh how sukal can be eating real food.
1: But I didn't want to know! I explicitly said it wasn't going
0: down that rabbit hole. (laughs) I just thought I'd say that it does relate. Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about something less gross but equally unpleasant. (laughs) Michael sending Paul away.
0: I just want to say that I was excited that I got exactly the speech that I guessed I was going to get some episodes ago. I know, it's great. With Paul saying, we followed you into the future! I was like, yes! (laughs) Um, But it was really rough.
1: I think Michael made the right call, but I also completely understand why Paul can't deal with it and why he's angry about it. And what Mm -hmm. angers me is that people like the Vulture reviewer were, were like, this is just undoing all of Michael's character development. And I'm like, what? no, no, it, this is, this is in fact, character development. This is her making the hard call that Vance yeah, talked about it, the other uh, I, week.
0: I thought it was literally a callback to yeah. that scene. And so therefore it was like the definition of character development.
1: Look, what, <laughs> what were are they about? talking
0: about? Yeah. So that I was... I don't understand.
1: No. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> I thought that, you know, we talked about last week about how being emotionally compromised doesn't necessarily mean you're the wrong person for that situation. But Paul mm. isn't just emotionally compromised, he's traumatized and he's panicking. hmm Whereas yeah. Saru is aware that he is compromised and is still functional. And so I think Paul is just not in the right place to make that decision and he is completely entitled to hate Michael and I think if this was a conflict that went on to next season that would be really interesting. But mm-hmm. I think she did the right thing.
0: She did the right thing for what was, what, for the information that she had. Yes, yes. That yes. was that was the that was the best choice.
1: Yes, because the other thing is that she did not know that Tilly's plan They'd... involved getting Paul and jumping straight back to the nebula.
0: Right. So, and she had no way of knowing that. No, no. So we can be sad about we can be sad about the lack of communication, but it wasn't because they weren't trying. No, no. <laughs> they were exactly. definitely.
1: It's not as if they were in a room and failing to communicate. There were outside forces actively preventing it, and. Right. Sometimes that's just how it goes. I think it's really good writing that I can see every side.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, poor like uh, Paul is not. He's not going to be okay. He's going to need a lot of therapy. So <laughs> much. This one.
1: So much. Therapy. I mean, they all are.
0: I say that all the time. Yeah. I'm obviously, th- I'm,
1: I'm. obviously, Hugh and Adira and Saru are not going to die next week, but. I am curious to know how they're going to be
0: rescued at this point. Well, that brings us to my my final question here: Who will return next week? Because we have the call to the call to Gabriel. Having watched two episodes of this uh, this series, yeah, <laughs> I mean, two two episodes. Having watched two seasons of this series mm-hmm. and how they end, I know that uh, stuff happens. We with, with you know. It's a, there's a wrap up in the last episode,
1: right? And where the we figures, we get the people we've, <clears throat> we thought we had left behind come back to save us, right?
0: So uh, so and that there's a lot of people that that could be this. Yes, she called Gabrielle, so that's like almost like that's a ninety nine percent chance that we're gonna get Gabrielle. But is she going to have other Malat or other Vulcans and Romulans with her? Right. Will
1: there be, will we see more Trill? Will we see the return of Narn?
0: The Earth people? I was just gonna say that! There's a lot of people that we've talked to and that sort of left on it's kinda cool that you guys are here now vibes. (laughs) and. And maybe, especially if the Federation does not under attack, like what if our, our little guy from the beginning, what if somebody goes and picks him up and brings him? <laughs> like
1: That would make me very happy. Also, they have just discovered a planet made of dilithium, and if they can mm-hmm. save Sukal and prevent another burn, then their scarcity issue is not fixed, but it's not as big of a problem as it was. Right, Especially, like, I would love to see Aurelio switch sides and dedicate his life to reproducing the spore drive in a humane way.
0: Oh. So, you know how Grey exists? Yes. (laughs) Remember Grey? Yes. (laughs) So, Grey can potentially talk to Trill people back on Trill, like, through those ponds. You know? i guess <laughs> i think again so i'm just saying like d- different ways different people could come to save uh saru hugh and Indira, and then they could come to the federation and it would be okay that that michael sent like that we don't have to use the spore drive for them to save it is what i'm saying In if fact, they not, can
1: not get some dilithium and yeah yeah i feel like even saving them without the spore drive would be fantastic because there's been a lot of talk about how, this season about how Paul is the only one who can use it. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of pressure on him and they can't reproduce it. And so mm-hmm. being less dependent on dilithium is great. Being less dependent on the spore drive is also really important.
0: Mm-hmm. Precisely. Yeah. So there's, I, I just can, I can see how it could be like this exciting coming together. Mm. And yeah, Nan has like a whole ship, right? <laughs> right. So and she needs a him. So who knows where? where like, there's so many different ways that it could go. I also have one question that I forgot to write on our our list, but I have one question for you. Go. Because the first thing that I thought of was hilarious. You know, Asaya asked for the Federation president, and until she did that, I like forgot that that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> So so I was like oh yeah who is the federation president and uh, you know he's he was very cagey and I was like maybe he's he is, maybe it's Vance but we you know he's being like I don't know but then I was like maybe there is a, a a president and maybe we know who it is and who is it going to be and I, and I was like thinking and thinking and I was like I know cat
1: <gasps> uh, currently <laughs> so, there is a legit theory around that the president will turn out to be Voyager's emergency medical hologram because oh, we, nice. we know that he was still is still alive a thousand years in the future right? from Voyager and I kind of look my first reaction was I hate it because I had <laughs> already decided that the Federation president is a cool older lady in a position of power uh, mm. I've decided that I don't hate it But I have a very mixed relationship with the EMH and don't really want it to be him. Having said that, like you said, it's probably going to be someone that we know, and he's the best
0: candidate. Who's the best candidate?
1: Yeah, he's... He's the Joe Biden of Federation presidents.
0: It could also be a DAX.
1: Oh, yeah. Like,
0: you know, there there are some people that, that could could that we would know they could still be around
1: right um, it could be cisco manifesting outside of the wormhole it whoa. i was going to say it could be odo but no Rene uh, renee aubergenois died last year uh, that's really sad actually i like the idea of a thousand years later odo being a democrat like not a democrat capital d political party i mean like <laughs> a person who believes in democracy um Aww. That's character development, but all off screen, so I don't have to watch it.
0: Yeah, so so I'm like, who's it? They? I feel like they wouldn't have because, like I said, I forgot that was a thing. So mm. it would. It's only important if it's important. Is is how I take it. Right. So and it may
1: not be. It might just be. You know, we may never find out who the Federation. President we may never is. find out. Yeah.
0: It, might it be, could be. It could be interesting. It
1: could be Kenneth Mitchell under a different set of prosthetics. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's Noah! Oh! oh. Uh, bore you know, like, Jeffrey Combs. I was like, there's... Yeah. <clears throat> Q, isn't Q coming back? <laughs> it's Susie Plaxon. <laughs> but under, under new makeup. Yeah, Susie Plaxon in, in, in Cool Thing. Like, I don't know. It could be anyone. Yeah, It's Emperor Jojo.
1: Oh, <laughs> only. I miss her. I keep thinking about how short this episode would have been if she was on the ship.
0: Oh, I know. It's so uh, it's it's hilarious, but, Maybe... and it would be that would be funny if uh, if Vance was like, you know, asked Michael, "You're sure you're gonna let her go?" If it was like because she has to come back through time and be <laughs> my president.
1: <laughs> I have decided that the big twist, the big shock at the end of the season, is that the Federation president is Grudge.
0: Oh my gosh! Because <laughs> she's a queen. She's a queen. I don't think it's grudge, but I do still like. I can't handle the like. He loves that cat too much, and I love my cat. Uh,
1: I was gonna say I... I think he loves his cat a normal amount.
0: <laughs> I have checked with Wait. Harvey, and he agrees. <clears throat> I, it's not something I see on television. I guess is it? like the the quote unquote crazy cat lady is yeah. is like a trope. You it, know, people so cool. make fun of that. Yeah, and it's so if, cool. If to he's have acting a man like me and show. my cats, then I feel like people shouldn't be allowed to make fun of me. I guess. No, I think that's fair. So I want to know, like, so I think I feel like we haven't reached that place in society. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Star Trek is being you know ahead of the curve. Uh, for in in this in the in the cat cat man caretaker <laughs> realm I
1: just think it's really nice to have a man who loves his cat a normal amount and it makes me very happy
0: I mean there is like I've written things like uh, that and, in, and, I've, and I've read where a child finds a kitten, you know, and they grow up together and then they have that bond. And so it could be something as really sweet as that, as Grudge was the first animal that, that he saved, you know, and now his whole now his whole life is is that, you know, that I there there are non weird ways for this to go. But because it's Star Trek, I'm, I'm poised for just, it being weird.
1: I just want to point out that Grudge had a, a, a like DNA resequencing done last week by Dr. Pollard after she was irresponsibly exposed to radiation. Irradiated. Mm. And, and no, nothing weird was found, so maybe she really is just a cat. And I was right.
0: <laughs> but you knows? just want to be right.
1: <laughs> okay. I love being right. I adore being right and I hate being wrong. It's one of the many things I have in common with Michael. <laughs> <laughs> That's good.
0: Yes. My cat has been being very vocal this entire episode, so we all know so her nice. opinion.
1: It's so nice to hear from her again.
0: <laughs> she's She's just, yeah, she's missed it. She's like, the people want me. She knows she's the queen too.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think she's right, and she should say it. <laughs> Do we have anything else?
0: Um, no. I, I mean, I feel like I, I feel like I said everything I wanted to say, <laughs> and that I'm sad about my Andorian, and I love all of the politics, and. I'm just, I'm excited for the final episode, even though I'm also really scared because the last two seasons, I really enjoyed the penultimate episode and then didn't (laughs) like the last episode at all. So I will see what happens. But
1: I have to say, (laughs) it seems like there are fewer opportunities to drop the ball this time. Like the fate of the universe is not at stake.
0: There's a through line to this season that was missing
1: mm. previously.
0: This season seems tighter.
1: Fran described season two as uh, 62 plot bunnies in a trench coat.
0: Mm, yes. And
1: I feel like season three is only like four or five plot bunnies in a trench coat.
0: Right, yeah. It all it all connects and it all makes sense. Like, even though we've we've traveled to more worlds and we've met more people, but they're all... They're all related and they are all related to the main plot of the f- getting the federation back together
1: <laughs> so and making it mean something yeah yeah uh, i have i am reasonably optimistic for next week but who knows maybe it will open with i don't know grudge kills vance okay
0: if they kill <laughs> grudge that's it. they're not gonna kill grudge they're not gonna grudge kill has a twitter like there's, there's <laughs> no way that grudge is gonna die we would revolt uh, and i also yeah. i think that i feel like book is pretty safe because most people would revolt about that too they do
1: seem canny enough not to kill the only black man in, on, yeah, in the regular cast, and also, Michael has
0: has plot. Uh, you know, she's safe.
1: She has plot immunity. I feel
0: like the the cast, the main cast, Saru is the only one that I would be slightly worried about, but mostly because he's the captain and they don't keep captains.
1: Yeah, and I was expecting, like, at some point, I do expect Doug Jones to step away from the captaincy and the the regular cast position, so that Michael can step up, but. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're there yet.
0: I'm not sure we're there yet. But, I mean, definitely this season has been about Michael realizing what it takes to be a captain. Yeah. uh, In a way where, like, she didn't have a chance to do that in the first two seasons. Like, in the first season, she was just trying to get back into Starfleet. And in the second season, she was just trying to save her family. Yeah. This season, she's been in that position she's been in a position of I'm you know I'm the first officer and I figure out what that means Mm. and she like you know sort of slipped up because she had learned bad habits but now she's you know she made that she made the hard choice she made the choice that the captain needs to make she went through her no win scenario and and uh, she chose and it's a choice that we don't know what the outcome is going to be because Saru and Hugh and Adira are in danger. Like, yeah. she's right. She let them go. She she let them die. And I don't think they're going to die. But from Michael's perspective, she has, you know, there's like a more than 50% chance that they will die. So
1: Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I feel like there's no point in speculating at this stage like it's so late in the day and okay we have just spent like an entire hour speculating but that's not the
0: point whole... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i i'm just saying i don't i mean they, they already killed my andorian so i'm hoping that no one dies maybe aurelio and or Osira. I... Uh, because they are the the bad guy and mm. the sacrifice, <laughs> so
1: I don't want Aurelio to die because I think it is so common for disabled characters and particularly me- uh, disabled characters in wheelchairs yeah. to be killed yeah. off, and I would much rather see him defect to the Federation.
0: I that's what I I want him to help rebuild the Federation. Yeah, I think that would be you know to the. And to bring the perspective of someone... You know how Michael was raised by Vulcans and Worf was raised by humans and... And like,
1: Aurelia was raised he by... He was American. raised by Orions.
0: And we need that, you know? We need... Yeah. We need that perspective too. Like that... That's, like, that's the real... The, if the United Federation of Planets is really going to be a United Federation of Planets and Cultures then we need the perspectives of our enemies as much as we do our, the people who are within it.
1: Yes. Yes. And I think also he is disillusioned now about Osira and the Emerald chain, but he has no particular illusions about the Federation. And I think that Mm. is an interesting perspective from an ally.
0: Yes. So he should get to be, he should get to stay. And Osira can either, uh, you know, Die a horrible death or live to uh, to fight another day. And I think, you know, I would rather the second. Yes. Just yes. because I, I want continuing voyages rather <laughs> than... And, you know, like, since Discovery of all the Star Treks is the most serial... Why does it why does there, there have to be an arc over the season? Why can't it continue past that as well?
1: Right. and I really like the idea of Michael having her own ducat and, yeah, a female villain who makes it over more than one season who and who has her own arcs and her own stories. And I feel like if this episode is where Asira. Has an has an opportunity for redemption and turns it down, then Mm. that's that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I really need to stop thinking of everything in terms of redemption arcs, and I blame the twenty twenty discourse. But at the same time, I've thought a lot about redemption arcs as it turns out.
0: I so what I I wrote in here, you know, this will be my final statement. But what I wrote in here, you know, do we need villains? Where did I put it? Do villains have to be villains? the first question was what if she had regrets instead of or in addition to Aurelio's eyes being opened like yeah. what if Osire also had that arc and, and I don't think that would be a redemption arc but I think it would turn her into an antagonist instead of a villain and uh, I guess yeah. at the end of the day that's what I want I want antagonists and to have all this like we don't need heroes and villains we need protagonists and antagonists
1: and I do like the idea of her evolving from basically a cardboard cutout supervillain to something much more nuanced and complex, who mm-hmm. still does terrible things, but right. has the greater good as she understands it as yeah, her like, I don't, guiding principle.
0: I, I don't actually want her to be Giorgio 2.0 because I don't want... I don't want that same story over and over again either. Like, but I do want Osira to have those depths and to to maybe she realizes I I could have had everything that I wanted, mm-hmm. and I only had to give up myself, which is uh, something in uh, the Orange Is the New Black season where they take over the prison and tasty has this list of demands and they will give in to every single one except uh, saying that it was their fault that they that uh, died right and so she refuses and then she gets nothing mm. and it's like but that it, you know you you feel it's it's bad and it's horrible and tragic because tasty is right but yes. she also like got so close to getting... Everything the, the the good, you know, yeah. the, the good ending. And so it's like that, you know, I want Osira to have that, that tasty moment where she's like, oh, I was this close and maybe I could have trusted the justice system. And, of course, she has no reason to. She has no reason to trust the Federation will take care of her.
1: No, but- and you just mentioned the death of Poussey, which is sort of where I stopped watching Orange is the New Black, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to get... Take this metaphor too far because Osara is a green lady played by a white lady, but it's mm-hmm. interesting how she points out that a generic white human face is not actually unthreatening and
0: neutral. Right. Yes.
1: Like, right. It, it, it's up there for me with Azetba talking about how racist the term "human rights" is in in a context mm-hmm. where you
0: have aliens. And it's it's those things that even you and i who i feel like we take down the federation all the time and talk about how it's not a utopia and yet you know i it i did i did think of that as weird like that that was the that was the the non-threatening like that was mm. the default face but i didn't think of it as threatening you know <laughs> like i didn't think of it from her perspective <laughs> right so so, so it it's, it's all of our, you know, implicit bias. So it's really interesting.
1: And we've been expecting to hear something about how the Federation has committed some great crime on par with the Emerald Chain. And so when Vance promises Osaira justice and she returns the same as a threat, I'm like, is the truth going to come out? At last? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm going to blow this wide open president the doctor is a war criminal (laughs)
0: whoops (laughs) president the doctor maybe he has a name by now i don't want him to have a name or or his (laughs) name is president
1: (laughs) i have seen no evidence that he can be trusted to choose his own name and i don't think that 900 years will change that or 800 in his case
0: i i'm i'm gonna call him president madison because oh my a, my cat is named President Madison, <laughs> after the Hamilton character more than the actual person. yes, <laughs> but. Um, but uh, he was our, you know, in terms of founding fathers, the he was the one who is most obviously mentally ill. Yeah. so it's just, uh, I don't know, I think it fits poor Mm. president doctor not that he's mentally ill but that he is uh suffering from things that we don't know There, even a thousand years in the future do we really know how the doctor became alive i guess is well now i'm going way off topic and
1: (laughs) um... i mean this is wild speculation that probably won't come (laughs) to pass but it is interesting (laughs) that the holograms of the 32nd century seem to be very very far from Mm. sentient and even have right. less personality than the emergency holograms of the 24th century and I think that's right. a deliberate choice I think that hey maybe in allying with the Romulans they sort of the Federation sort of walked back some of its artificial intelligence not in a mm-hmm. banning artificial life sort of way just in a we're going to intentionally create less of it sort of way
0: mm, and now that you mention it the because they're all he's all dressed in white like even his little bow tie yeah isn't uh the librarian in picard all dressed in white like that too
1: yes mm-hmm. and i assume this is just the 21st century visual language of oh yeah holograms but it's interesting we're trekkies and therefore we're here to find a world-building reason for it
0: right ex- yeah exactly you can't just because there's a real world explanation doesn't mean that that's the explanation within the story right
1: right <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> right, uh, just before we you. wrap up, uh, yeah. Jane Brook and I believe Dr. Muhammad Noor of Duke, Duke mm. University, I meant to double check his name before we started, uh, they're doing a YouTube series, which I assume is going to be some kind of science-y talk. And I mentioned this because Dr. Noor specifically approached us in our, on our Tumblr to ask if we knew about it and I'm like science senpai has noticed us um, <laughs> I have a very poor brain for science so I really respect science communicators like Dr Noor and all of the oh. other nerds of fandom 100% and...
0: we, need, we need so many of them
1: <laughs> yeah you just need to be able to explain it in very simple words that I understand maybe <laughs> some visuals and in exchange I can tell you about history anyway uh, we're going to watch that, or I, at least I am, because I Ooh, love for sure. Jane and her face. And, the way, <laughs>
0: and, and because it's not, like, again, I, I want to know, I want to have science explained to me. <laughs> it. <In> yeah. <words.
1: laughs> yeah. I, I did very poorly. At, no, I think I did poorly at science in high school. I actually came fourth in my grade. Um, <laughs> I just don't really associate that with learning anything.
0: Anyway... <laughs> well that's a whole other topic that i could definitely get into and talk to for at least a day so let's wrap up now yeah.
1: thank you for listening to Antimatterpod. pod you can find our show notes at antimatterpod.tumblr.com including links to our social media and credits for our theme music you can also find us on twitter at antimatterpod and on facebook where i'm really slack about linking to episodes If you like us leave a review on apple podcasts or wherever you consume your podcasts the more reviews the easier it is for new listeners to find us and join us next week when we'll be talking about the next episode of star trek discovery which i am assured is titled that hope is you part two
0: i mean that's what wikipedia said and it's been very wrong it's been like 40 percent correct this uh, season however that Hope Is You Part 2 is an is a, a episode title that I really want to be correct.
1: It just makes so and much it's sense. And it's new.
0: It's different yes, from what from, it used to be.
1: Yes. Uh, I so. really need to start going with TrekCore instead of Wikipedia, basically, but I think they also had some wrong titles because I think CBS is changing titles at the last minute and I yes, guess that's Yes, that's what
0: I <laughs>